I remember in secondary school, um, we I had a group of friends. We called ourselves the Mama G's. <laughs> G for gorgeous, G for gangster, G for Jennifer Ross. <laughs> Mama G's. All the G's. Well, all the G's. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. And we used to, every lunchtime, we used to just chill in the library. That library mm. was our spot in back mm. in the corner. We, and then we had a friend called Ron Kim. Big up to Ron Kim. Yeah. <laughs> she always used to read these like erotica books. So did I. We were in the so did I. Now when I think back. Yeah. 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 But now that I think back, I'm thinking, right, why were these in our secondary school, first of all? Yeah. The BET books. Yeah. <laughs> But like they had, it was black characters. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's why, that's why she read them. Yeah. Like obviously she read them for other reasons too, yeah. but she wanted to read black books yeah. and that's just what they had yeah. in the library. Yeah. It's so you encouraging. Know? I feel like the first time I fully read a work by people with black ancestry fully like made me understand so much of history that I just didn't even know mm. existed. Like mm. literally things as simple as like actual like slavery. Mm. I feel like I was 17, 18 before I knew that that was a, Thing. Yeah, like, that that's even mad. Happened. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That's an old ass age. Yeah, that's oh, mad. Yeah, I was yeah. old yeah. before I even knew that race, that like the subjugation of black people even happened. Hello, hello, hello. hello. Hi, guys, and welcome to 128 of the Tutus podcast. I am Nana. And I'm Rose. And together we are Tutus. Now we have a very, very special guest in the building, known as Kay, also known as Dry Babe. We love yes. it. The <laughs> Dry Babe is <laughs> <dry, laughs> a, a librarian, yes, and a, and, a, and a top Apparently. DJ, a Dry Babe DJ. We love that. And also the founder of Prim. Which mm. is, you know, bookshop, and you know, we just, just, just want black people to get more storytelling, more books, more stories by black people, and Me we love too. that. So, yeah. thank you for coming down. Thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate it. Why try, baby? Yeah, that's what I was just about to ask. <laughs> ask. Uh, uh, the story, the story drive is so long, but long story short, it's like a running joke between me and my dad. Oh. And like we had like, so my mom had a fiftieth birthday party mm. a couple years ago now. Yeah, and um. Like Nigerian birthday parties, if you know them, it's crazy. It might as well be a yeah. wedding. Gelays, everything. Yeah. 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 Like, but a sea of gelays. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was not it was not a small affair. Yeah. But basically, like as part of like, the thing, you have like, you know, certain bottles like Moet, mm. Martins, mm. like whatever it is yep. that you're gonna give out to certain people. Yeah. Like, you know, that are the special people. Yeah. My dad's complaining now, says this woman after the party, you know, kept, this woman kept coming asking for Moet. <laughs> so it's like, like she bought my way like who are you asking for my way and he called her a dead babe hey, and uncle. I was like hey <laughs> senor <laughs> <laughs> but that is too much <laughs> <laughs> that's a heavy thing yeah. like, yeah. that's rough I was like that's too rough he's just like so what would we say and say I was like I don't know like think of something lighter and yeah. I was just like dry like, mm, yeah. dry babe yeah, yeah it's true <laughs> and then he started calling me a dry babe All right. now he calls me DB Okay, okay, even shorter, okay. yeah. But it was just a name that just like stuck. But I felt like for me, anyway, it just meant it was a perfect example of like who I was. It's like, mm, yes, I'm yeah. a babe, but I'm also like dry and like this kind of nerdy way where like mm. I'm a reader and like I'm a bit isolated sometimes or at that time, anyway. So it just felt fitting, yeah, and just stuck. Mm. And just, yeah. That was uh, it, yeah. yeah. I didn't like, think it was going to be that, um. I yeah, I didn't think yeah. that would be the, the origin story <laughs> yeah, of the name. Right. It's actually mad though. Like, yeah, that's a that's a good origin. But I feel like everybody like knows you as Dry Babe now. Like, no one yeah. even remembers that your name is Chloe. Babe. 
knows? No. Yeah. When they go, no, nah. I have a conversation today about the fact that I just have like bare names. Yeah. Hey, Cully, mm. Dry Bay, Bailey. Yeah. Like, it's just bare different names. Yeah. Depending on who you are. Right. When you met me, what name I gave you. True. Yeah, because when we was going to do, when we did the YouTube <laughs> thing. Yeah. YouTube um, stories. And I was, I was about to say, Chloe, I was like, hold on. Her name yeah, is no. Kate on there. Yeah. Just say Kate. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, Abby, yeah. it's Chloe, isn't it? Yeah. I like to go by yeah. Kay. Like, I, I do like the name Chloe and I'm not, I'm not precious if people call me Chloe. Mm. Yeah. But I prefer Kay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mostly yeah. because it's just a, as a word and it's also why I called myself Bailey like way back mm. when. Mm-hmm. It's because it just, it's a, it's a gender-free name. Yes, yeah. That's oh, why yeah. I prefer Ro. That's why you Yeah, because obviously yeah. my name is yeah. Rosalind. Yeah. That's my name. Mm. And, and Rosie as and well. Then, and then it got shortened to Rosie and then it was Rose. Even mum was like, why do people call you Rose? I was like, do you know what? When we did the first episode, for some reason I said my name's Rose. I have no idea why I said that. <laughs> yeah, and that was just stuck. It's but stuck. I do prefer yeah. role. Like, yeah. I do prefer people to call me that because, like I said, it's just gender neutral. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like so, yeah. some days I'm a babe, it's some days I'm like this. You know what I'm saying? Literally. So, yeah. And then the name just sits regardless. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. allows you to be free and, like, you move freely as well. Like, it's not yeah. fixed. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, fun fact. Fun fact. <laughs> yeah. We, it's that like, <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> fun fact about before Tutu's podcast, yeah. Even, yes, before this. Yeah, before this, I mean, it was Queendom Come podcast for Sharjay. <laughs> yes! The Beningin. We oh tried to record our first episode in Kay's house. That yeah. was crazy. Yeah. Did we actually met- record anything? It was a fucking... We did. We did record. But it was like ch- choppy because Sharjay kept on going off and doing whatever she had to yappa, do. Yappa, 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 yappa. I don't remember what it was even about. We spoke... I remember speaking about Kanye West. Do you remember speaking about Kanye West? I don't remember. What? But was it meant to be a queer podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I don't know. We were talking about bear shit. But yeah, it was, we re- tried to record in Kay's house yeah. and it was a bit of a flop that day. Where do you have the audio? I don't have the audio. But so that was a practice because that we didn't know practice. what the hell we were know, doing. That's, 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 that's do you know, we didn't know it was practice then. We thought it was putting it out. Yeah, it was practice, yeah. But it was definitely but practice. But it was definitely practice. Yeah. We didn't know. So what are your pronouns actually? Uh, she, they. She, they. All the plus she, they. Yeah. Somebody asked me the other day actually. Do you know the um, basketball girl? They called you the basketball girl. Um, <laughs> what are their pronouns? Is that who asked on the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> they call me basketball girl. Yeah. Basketball girl. <laughs> no. That's crazy. Basketball yeah. girl. So, Listen. Yeah. All right. So the um, events. How did no. that come about? Because lots of people were like, oh, right. They got Burberry on boards and stuff like that. Like how, yeah. how do they do that? Because I know a lot of people, when they have like different projects and stuff, they mm. want to get um, backing from like big brands, sponsorship and stuff like that. No one really knows what to do. Yeah. So what advice would you give to them for that? If I'm honest, um, what I've really realised is just the power of networks. Mm. Like, um, not even like a, you know, not in like a nepotism way, but just like being in the right space, talking to the right people and having a product, a thing, mm. um, a space that there's synergy in. Yeah. Um, the thing with Burberry, the way that came about was... Um, we were invited as Prim to host a bookstore and an exhibition by a boy brother friend. Mm. And it was in a Burberry cafe mm. in Newton Street. And um, whilst we were there on like the sort of opening night, the private view, I met the marketing director at the time, this guy called Ollie. Um, and we just got to talking about the bookstore that I, I guess like the, the book space that I'd curated. Oh, the ASOP. Um, not even that, like what I was at that. At oh, space. at the face, okay. Yeah, because we put bare books in like yeah. on their shelves and what we were selling. We just got, got talking about it and like, I was explaining like what, you know, Prim is and like the ethos behind it. 
And Burberry had been already doing this work with Marcus Rashford around oh, okay. books mm-hmm. and supporting him to get um, basically books into schools. And they have this whole like agenda around basically putting books into um, primary schools because mm-hmm. there are many primary schools across the country and in certain boroughs in particular where the schools do not even have libraries. Mm. And there's like been a lot of research, I think last year mostly around schools, particularly like primary schools and secondary schools mm. and how much access they actually have to books mm-hmm. yeah, and the lack of access they actually have to books. So Burberry is already sort of in this space or having this sort of a framework around trying to increase that. Mm-hmm. So Prim fits in super yeah. neatly because that's essentially what we do. Like yeah. it's not an educational platform necessarily, but it is. Yeah. It's about introducing people to works, um, written works and storytelling more broadly. And it just, it was just synergy essentially. Mm-hmm. And so after multiple conversations and multiple decks and me essentially pitching yeah. <laughs> what I want to do and why I want to do it mm. and being very clear on like, this is our plan for the year. Mm-hmm. These are the things that we want to do this year. Mm-hmm. What would you lot like to support? Mm-hmm. And okay. they were like, will support the pop-up. Yeah, yeah. that's that's amazing. That even talking about primary schools, now I think about, I don't, my daughter's primary school didn't have a library. What? Yeah, they didn't. And my primary school definitely had a library. No, that's true actually. Yeah. Because my no, my primary school did, didn't have a library. Mm. So we had to go to our nearest like yeah, local, they used library. To go to a local library. They yeah. all had a membership. Yeah. I remember thinking, why do they keep going to a library? That's a bit but yeah, they don't have yeah. That's a thing mm. that you can't have access to books in schools. Yep. Yeah. In school. Private <laughs> schools, grammar schools, mm-hmm. that's just not a thing. Mm. But with our like, you know, standard comprehensive because of there's a lot that goes into, you know, maintaining that, making sure the books are right and mm. having like, actual librarians and so it's not as simple as like them just not wanting to have a library mm. because it's bigger than that, mm-hmm. but it's a, it has a huge impact. Mm. Yeah. Like if you cannot just access books readily. Like yeah. There are so many people in homes that they don't have books around. Yeah. Like a reader, but yeah, the impact of people that do, it's a significant difference. Yeah. It is. Reading, people that read and read widely in comparison to people that, yeah, that don't, yeah. can't, yeah. you know, or find mm-hmm. it difficult to. So it's like, how are we cultivating that it's how we support yeah. and ensuring that you know these stories and you know a, a variety of stories mm-hmm. are not just accessible but are like fed to you yeah mm-hmm. like it's pushed upon you yeah like not even in a you know in a sort of a overbearing way but it's just like you're encouraged yeah. to read. you're encouraged to read widely and there's access if i'm encouraged to read but I don't even have a library in school. Yeah, it's about the access. Now what? Yeah, it's about, it's, it's, mm, yeah, yeah. It's about yeah. access. And like, even me, like when I was growing up, my dad made sure that he got me a library card so I can mm. go to that. And reading actually changed my life. That's the reason why I started writing. So like, mm. it's so important. And even having access to books that were like written by black people, because yeah. that changed my whole life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because it felt like, oh my God, this is, these are books that I can like, I can relate to some of the characters. Mm. And it yeah. was, yeah, it's just a, like, it was an actual beautiful journey for me. And I know, I know a lot of people, young people growing up, especially black people growing up in school, having books by black authors like change them change their lives mm-hmm. so and i think we came to an event at aesop aesop had you yeah, yeah. Yeah. and um <laughs> yeah it was great because just having like access to all these different books like i think sometimes even like in my old age now i'm kind of like obviously i'm not in education so mm-hmm. it's just like sometimes you just don't even think about oh i Literally. need to get a book or duh, 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 duh. Yeah. so it was just nice to have you know a selection of what we we ransacked that place boy listen do you know how many books we talk <laughs> 
Do you know how many books? I, just, I haven't got through everything. I even gave my daughters like half of the books as well. She hasn't mm-hmm. finished them yet. Yeah. But they're some of her favorite books that she has. Because yeah. outside of that, she has she didn't really get books in primary school. They one little cool biff and chip. Yeah. And, like <laughs> yeah. no. And they have the yeah. World Book Day like once once yeah. a year, right? They, even she did. They can vouchers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but then on top of that, it's like okay, cool, fine. The school has a library, and yeah, you know, there's lots of books. What are the books? Mm. Mm-hmm. Who are those books written by? Mm-hmm. Right. How visible is? How much can you know a young uh, black girl, black boy, or you know non-binary young person like? How much can they see themselves in these right. works? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How much is like what their experiences of life included in these works? And mm-hmm. then you start to realize that libraries is not just about providing books; it's about curating, mm-hmm. it's yeah. about making sure that you have a wide variety to appeal to what is a very multicultural yeah. um, environment. Mm, like, yeah. No matter where you are, whether we live here in London or you're in Sheffield or Newcastle, like it is always, there are so many people mm. from different cultures, different walks of life. How are you ensuring that you're engaging them? Yeah. yeah. And speaking to them yeah. and mm. making them visible and da, 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 da. So it's mm. like, the libraries is one thing. Mm-hmm. What is in what what books what, are in like? Yeah, what, books what book are, are you reading? Yeah, what book oh, are What book are you feeding me? Yeah, I remember in secondary school, and um, we I had a group of friends. We used to call ourselves the Mama G's. <laughs> G for Gorgeous, G for Gangsta, G for Jennifer Ross. Mama G's. Oh the G's. Oh the G's. Amen. And we used to every lunchtime we used to just chill in the library. That library was our spot in back in the corner. And we had a friend called Ronkem. Big up to Ronkem. She always used to read these like erotica books. So did I. We were in. So did I. Now when I think back, yeah, yeah. But now that I think back, I'm thinking, right? Why were these in our secondary school first of all? Yeah. Some BET books. Yeah. But like they had, it was black characters. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's why. That's why she read them. Yeah. Like obviously she read them for other reasons too. But she wanted to read black books, and that's just what they had in the library. It's so encouraging. I feel like the first time I fully read a work by people with black ancestry, fully like made me understand so much of history that I just didn't even know Mm. existed. Like Mm. literally things as simple as like actual like slavery. Mm. I feel like I was 17, 18 before I knew that that was a thing yeah like, that that's mad happened. yeah that's crazy that's yeah. a old ass age yeah that's bad yeah i was yeah. old yeah before i even knew that race that like the subjugation of black people even happened mm-hmm. you know like the school that i went to was mostly predominantly black and when i went to uni i was like i felt like a flying milk right mm. because i was just like who are all these mm-hmm. lighties yeah. <laughs> yeah what the hell is going on yeah like, it was so crazy to me Mm. And reading is the thing that really opened my eyes mm. to our literal history. Yeah. And like yeah. without that, without like, you know, wanting to sort of seek it out. Mm. But you have to know what you're seeking. You have to know what you're yeah. seeking. 100%. How do you know what you're seeking? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, unless someone tells it to mm-hmm. you. But either way, no matter what, it's going to come through a story. It's going to come yeah. through someone telling you. Yeah. yeah. Something has happened or encouraging you to read something. It's like true. It's so, it's so important because I feel like even like, you know, younger people in school and stuff, like you get influenced by maybe the people around you. So that's like your parents, mm-hmm. your siblings. And some of us, like our parents might not, you know, be they might not be good at English or they might not you know speak English very well and so they might not be able to read very well and so like where do you get that influence exactly. from do you know what I mean if it's not school there's going to be the people around you like luckily like my dad you know he got me a library card and he also made me watch Kunta Kinte so like, yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? like he was actually like on job but not everybody has that so it's really really important to like because in school you don't really get everything like they teach about King Henry VIII and 
all of that shit. And it's mm. difficult in school because I think to a certain degree, it's like, how much can we really pack into the curriculum? When mm. the hours that, you know, kids have in a day, mm. um, the amount of time that teachers are really able to give, like yeah. in, sensibly in terms of like, you know, mm -hmm. actual working hours. Yeah. And then it's like, we have to remember that we live literally in Britain. Mm -hmm. So what is Britain really going to teach? You know, what would Nigeria teach? What would Brazil yeah. teach? However, most of these other countries are actually teaching about, you know, what's happening in Europe. Yeah. But how much yeah. is these European countries teaching about what's happening in Africa from a lens that is about prosperity as opposed to it just being about the suffering. Mm. Trauma. Yeah. yeah. The, the the failure in, like, our, mm -hmm. uh, in those systems that exist and government. Da, 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 not not even acting like they had a hand in right. the failures of this government. Mm -hmm. People just mm -hmm. acting like, look at this, this mm -hmm. lot of moving mad over here. Yeah. And it's so interesting. And it's like, the only way you can really get the actual truth or start to be able to seek the truth mm -hmm. is through reading books. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's absolutely you know, true. But you still have to know that these books exist. You still mm -hmm. have to be encouraged to read these mm -hmm. books. And it's, it's, it's so cyclical that, you know, you realise that when people are not reading things, even from a young age, you grow up just not knowing yeah. so much that so becomes much. really mm -hmm. important that you actually start to experience. Mm -hmm. but you don't even know why you're experiencing this. Mm -hmm. You don't know why people are talking to you with disrespect. Yeah. Why yeah. people yeah, are you don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't get it. Yeah. You're yeah. just like, not this. Yeah. They're just a bad person. Yeah. This person being rude. Yeah. yeah. But then you start to realize. It's a microaggression. You know, discrimination mm -hmm. and stereotypes. Mm -hmm. Where does that come from? How is it born? What is mm -hmm. the root of that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we can, as black people of color especially you can just become so accustomed to people treating you in a certain way mm -hmm. just get to used believing to that mm -hmm. yeah. you exist in a certain way and these are your limitations yeah. and it's because often you don't even know the history of this right. thing yeah. so it's true. the same for white people they often don't even know the history of this thing of why they behave in a certain exactly. way how they move mm. Some, they don't know what we've got to think about sometimes. Yeah. what we're not taught yeah. they're, they're not, not taught, taught too because yeah. we're all in the same school yeah it's true yeah. It's it's actually you're true. all in the same school yeah. Yeah. but somehow they yeah. feel much more superior than us but why it's true but why yeah. how yeah you know yeah. and it's because they go out and they just see mostly their people in different positions it's true TV magazines yeah. newspapers yeah, it's da, 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 like we can it's yes yeah. it's so endless and also like when it comes to gender identity and you know sexuality it's really important because i feel like obviously we always say like you can't be what you can't see and that comes that's in like you know what you see on tv and magazines but also in books like yeah. i don't think i read my i felt i probably read my first queer book when i was like over 18 mm -hmm. oh, definitely, definitely yeah yeah and, yeah. and i think that yeah, trying to yeah they were yeah, trying no. to put that in there you know and i think that had i read something <laughs> like that yeah i probably would have been like it probably would have made my life a lot easier as well well it would just help you rationalize like what your feelings are oh. because we have to also remember that it's like people sometimes feel like the idea of even like heterosexuality honestly it comes is born out of what you see mm -hmm. if you literally are born and you have a, a mother and a father and people who ascribe to those gender roles mm. that have been also ascribed to them yeah then that is what you know mm -hmm. if you've grown up with two parents of the same sex then that becomes also what you know yeah. right and do you know what i mean like that is part of the experience so when you're in school you go at home and this is what your household looks like yep. in school this is what you're taught in sexual education that's it mm -hmm. there doesn't even seem to be any alternative however what you feel within yourself mm -hmm. 
regardless of what your environment is, what we feel intrinsically, mm-hmm. it still exists. Mm-hmm. So you don't feel uncomfortable. You yeah. don't feel balanced. Mm. And you don't know necessarily why. Yeah. You don't know what it is. And you stumble upon it at 16, mm-hmm. at 13. But imagine if at three, four, five, or like if just earlier in your life, yeah. you could have a really clear understanding that these are the potential pathways for life. Yeah. And you can fully just choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, without stigma, without worry, without anxiety, like you can just decide for yourself mm-hmm. if you want to answer those things that are within you, if you want to be curious. Yeah. You know, are you bi? Mm-hmm. Are you homosexual? Mm-hmm. Are you, you know, are you queer? Mm-hmm. Are you pan? Like, just explore yeah. freely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. rather than for like any exploration beyond heterosexuality is a deviation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a deviation. Mm-hmm. It is actually part of human existence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Part of the freedom to choose. Yeah. Right. It's, so it's been that way as well. It, I saw someone say the other day say something about, I think they were talking about praying mm. and when oh, when with takeoff passing away, someone says something about you know this is why you need to pray because you know otherwise things like this. I saw that. Yeah, I know who that was. Yeah, and then uh, they also said something about people's life choices and whatever like that. Are we now, babes? If people been having the choice to be who they want to be, not mm-hmm. even choice, the choice to themselves, yeah. themselves basically. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that, I was thinking, wow, people really think this queer stuff is a new thing. That's what I sort of got from mm-hmm. it. But not even just that. It's just that this idea is that I feel like the one the last sentence was that as like pray or be pray. And it's oh, you're talking like, about that one. I was with a different person, yeah, but yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, pray or be pray. We've literally been shown in this world that prayer, honestly, for me personally, doesn't mean that bad things, no evil things can't happen. <laughs> yes, no. of course. You know, because yeah. there is also a part of destiny. There are people mm-hmm. in this world where there's the prayer you're praying. And the prayer they're praying mm. is very different prayer. Mm-hmm. 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 I'll be looking at Jeffrey Dahmer and his plans. Yeah. Yeah. His yeah. What, like the want for his life. Yeah. The thing that he felt he could not not do. Yeah, mm-hmm. desire. You know, yeah. his desire. Mm-hmm. Babe, what prayer is honestly going to necessarily protect me from that? Mm-hmm. Because also like fate sometimes is fate. Yeah. But also I can pray, right? My prayer as a wholesome person, maybe as a good person is a, that is a good prayer. Mm-hmm. There are actual people that, honestly, I really do believe in, like, to a certain degree, like that born evil. Mm. I just feel there are certain people and their wiring, whatever it is within them, it makes them do certain things. Mm-hmm. And slavery and colonialism is one of the reasons why I fucking believe that. Mm. Because I'm just like, this thought didn't just wake up yeah. one day. No, it don't make any sense. Like, how is it inside that, yeah. babe? It's something unnatural, is that? Yeah. yeah. And then you got to think about it. if we have generational trauma, you think white people don't have generational mm. yeah. um, prowess? Yeah. We're going to call it that. Yeah. Prowess? Like that, that, like that, that generational yeah. desire yeah. to yeah. fucking subjugate yeah. people, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's just like, if we feel like generational trauma is a thing, then surely mm. that inherent nature yeah. of like those colonial people, those like, people that were so evil and mm-hmm. so disrespectful and so disregarding of human life mm-hmm. that can't mm-hmm. be passed down mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i don't believe that it doesn't Mm-mm. get passed down yeah, no. it must be passed it down must be because that is literally intrinsic yeah. yeah so when you say pray or be pray bro it's really not that simple no it can mm-hmm. never be that simple yeah i did see that one as well yeah. <laughs> but I also understand it and I think, you know, whatever gives you solace. Yeah, yeah. whatever gives cool. you comfort. Yeah. But we can never impose that on other mm-hmm. people. I know part of like, you know, especially with most faiths is this idea that you have to, 
you have to spread the news. Mm. You gotta spread the good news. Yeah, you gotta that's, tell that's what Christianity is about. People, yeah, which yeah. is cool, but at the same time, it's so forceful. Mm. Yeah, it's so un um inconsiderate in like what environment mm. you're actually mm. in as people in comparison to what. Yeah. Jesus was in. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not. Timeless. And even then, oh. mm-hmm. as yeah. much as Jesus was a good person, mm-hmm. he still died. Yeah. 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 For real. He was accused of things he didn't do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. Because humanity is evil. evil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because humanity so, is you know evil. Yeah. It's so true. We're going off the off the onto Christianity so, yeah. or religion. Mm. But <laughs> someone did ask me the other day. They were like, "Oh, you know." um so how does your Christianity work with your queerness mm. kind of thing? And I was just like, what do you mean? I was like, I wouldn't really call myself a Christian yeah. anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. first of yeah. all. Yeah. However, I do, I would say that, you know, I believe in a higher being and all that mm-hmm. stuff. However, that actual religion itself, it's just, it's just too much fear mongering yeah, for me. Yeah, it's too confiding. Religion is about love. It's just yeah. religion in general. I just feel like there's too much fear mongering. And it's yeah. not even just about, you know, being... I'm sexual. There's bare things. Yeah, yeah man. Like, yeah, yeah. Drink. Yeah. Can't smoke. Yeah. 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 Party like. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Man, yeah. Bare things. But I just want to say, Jesus drank some wine. Yeah. Jesus drank wine. Listen, I'm, I'm just, just like, <laughs> I can still be a good person. Right? Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. I still enjoy yeah. all these things, right? In, mm-hmm. in my personal belief, I'm just like, but at the same time, I can't know that I would be a good person if I didn't have religion because it's always been a part of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So unless I started life again without it. Yeah, yeah so true. However, I do believe that there are honestly people that just do good things and want to do good things and mm-hmm. that religion is not the instruction. Mm-hmm. It's not a manual. Like they mm-hmm. are not, they are not led mm-hmm. by religion. And even those that are led by religion because our humanity and our wants as people as can be so strong, mm-hmm. we can still do mad things. Yeah, yeah, religion yeah. or no religion, yeah, yeah. faith or no faith, there are mad practices with yeah. yeah, yeah, and there are mad people in religion. Like, yeah. there are mad people. That's in all the faiths. Churches, yeah, yeah. Every, you know everywhere. Because at the end of the day, humans are nuts. Yeah, yeah. Okay? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, as a yeah. species, we are one of the maddest species <laughs> yeah. in the entire fucking yeah. yeah, yeah. And for me, I'm just like, there are things that will give you ground and I do believe in that, mm. but... That's do you know what? I do feel like religion is, it, it's helpful because it does help most people live like, you know, you know, the right life. Yeah, people, I'm great. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Like, do you know what I mean? I feel like yeah. if we didn't have religion, there'll be... Mm, Bare mad people. There'll well, be the a lot is, more mad it's people. It's not religion necessarily. It's just that a belief in something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That almost like encourages you mm-hmm. to be the best you can. And be, that's good. To be a positive mm-hmm. contribution. Mm-hmm. To be a helpful yeah. individual mm-hmm. as a part of this life. To understand that like you can take ego out of things and you can give. You mm-hmm. can be compassionate. You can show empathy. Yeah, yeah. You can be selfless. Yeah, yeah. You can be selfless. Yeah. And that doesn't negate who you are, mm-hmm. what you have access to, what you can receive. It's just a, you know, that good mm. to be good type. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. However, there are also so many parts of anything that's structured. That's why I don't like institutions. I don't yeah, like man. institutions. Yeah. Also, yeah. You know, okay, cool. In order to be a good Christian, you need to do X, In y, order Z. to be, you know, someone that God will receive, 
you need to not be gay. Mm. Yeah. Uh-uh. What does it mean? Yeah. <laughs> I've got to be myself. I've got to be me. Yeah, yeah. I've got to be me, yeah, babe. I've got to be me. Yeah, that is true. You give me free will with yeah. limitations. Yeah. I know. Like, you, you said then, you got all of this ass and you can't have any. <laughs> what? Until you're married? It's a little bit much. What? That's Until you're married? What? Yeah. No, no, no. Prim. What inspired Prim? Like, what was it that made you say, this is exactly what we need. Back to the beginning. Oh, yeah. It's nuts, nuts. It's, it's crazy. So I always had this um, uh, feeling that I really wanted to have a space where as um, a queer community, we could engage with one another outside of, of nightlife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Outside of, you know, yeah. the, the dark of the day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, dark of the day. In a space that allows you to really talk and engage with people. Mm. So when thinking of that, I was just like, you know, what can we, what really fosters that? Mm. And like, you know, throughout history, we look back, book clubs were hugely impactful. Yeah. In the very beginning, even before, um, you know, people who, you know, were, were subjugated to slavery, once they started to come to a space where, you know, people could read, it became mm. really important, super pivotal to how we were able to engage mm. in, you know, civil rights movements mm. and like just, social mobility and social justice. Um, And reading groups are a big part of that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just being able to, you know, gain knowledge and understand, you know, not just history, but your current situation Mm -hmm. and how other people are living in comparison to you. Yeah. And I just felt like, I know that I really enjoyed reading books and I'd been to a few book clubs, but there was always something missing. And I just felt like if I'm trying to, create a space that's for community what what really does that and it's not books per se but it's storytelling mm-hmm. and sharing our stories with each other through podcasts like this you know in audio mm-hmm. form through visual forms through you know through film and also through writing yeah mm-hmm. um and the book club was really a starting point to just see you know what is the appetite for you know that interest in black uh queer stories in particular yeah um, and cultivating a space that essentially could be a home mm. for queer people. And, you know, the opportunity to meet other people within my queer community. Yeah. There's people I meet in the club, but there's a whole... It's different. It's so yeah. different, yeah. They don't, yeah. Like, don't yeah. like going out. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and so then it's like, what do they have? Like, mm-hmm. how do they engage in this same community mm-hmm. if or they, ha- they have to almost take themselves out of their comfort zone in order to enjoy it? Right. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how that... Occur, you know, as a book club came about, and then Prem as a platform is encompassing all the different mediums we use for storytelling because mm. we don't just write, mm. you know, we're multifaceted people, and some of us use our voice, some of us do it through sound, some of us do it through portraits and yeah. through sculpture. So, it's like how do you start to ensure that you're engaging the entire community? you know mm-hmm. so that's kind of how i would say it starts and that's really what what underpins like what what prim is and what what it aims to provide mm. how has the journey been so far so if somebody wanted to like join and come to any of the book clubs anything like that what would they do and yeah how's it been from beginning till now the beginning i think it was always like pretty good i feel like i was in because as a book club, I, I really just wanted to make sure that it wasn't just your, your usual bland thing, you know, like, 
books are not always that fun, man. We've got to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's a solitary exercise, but it also can be a really fun shared exercise. Yeah. How do we create a book club that people don't just come and mm-hmm. you, know, you read, you don't read, and you can't really engage? So that's why it's like more like, you know, come read the book, you know, engage in the exhibition, you know, my, uh, you know, a, a small exhibition, engage in a panel or a screening. So it feels like whether you've read the book or not, you can still come. Yeah, yeah. It just mm-hmm. makes it so much more inclusive. Mm-hmm. And um, in terms of joining, really and truly, it's just like, one, sign up to our newsletter, subscribe. I, I'm subscribed, yeah. And that's where mm-hmm. we all like, you know, share what we're doing mm-hmm. and what we're getting up to. Um, we do the book club every month because I just felt it was really important to have something that was regular. Right. Yeah. Yes, we could do this quarterly. Probably be nah, easier yeah. and less mm-hmm. stress. Yeah. <laughs> actually, it's just like, we need to have you something that's all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and in the beginning, we probably... The raves are all the time, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, week. we used to have, like, times where it would be, like... I think in the very beginning, we'd have, like, 30, 40, sometimes 50 people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Which was great. Mm-hmm. Amazing. But I felt like... I don't want things to be really big. I want mm-hmm. it to be intimate. We're intimate, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, especially when it's regular. Yeah. I want it to be intimate. I think it's just so much nicer. It's a lot more calming and definitely less stressful. So it's just, like... Now it's really about, you know, you want to come to the book club, just go on our page and either the website or the Instagram and just sign up. Have yeah. What the book is, mm-hmm. read the book. What I like come about it, it seems like it's very, when people talk about community yeah. um, and there's a lot of people, it's difficult to kind of find, it's, it's fine that those intimate moments when things are so big mm-hmm. and you find a lot of people are quite intimidated, that they don't really everyone kind of comes in their clicks and don't really do anything outside of their click and stuff like that. But what I find of you guys is like that intimacy allows people to be a bit more relaxed, mm-hmm. speak to people and find the actual real community there. Cause we have some people that let's be honest, community, <laughs> only community in the way it should really should be. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think that a lot of people when they come to, like, especially our events as well, some people come by themselves, mm. but they do mention like, I'm coming by myself, but like everyone's got their friends, mm. and I'm very, very mindful of that. So I would point them in your direction, <laughs> to be yeah. honest, because I get it. Like some people want to go to queer spaces and just chat to people yeah, and meet new people. Well, you have to remember, yeah. you know, especially if people, if you've not grown up in London, if you've not even grown up in this country, mm-hmm. and and you come here, and now this is your home, and now you have to meet people, and you're you're meeting people where they're at. Mm. Yeah, but some people, their engagement is like you know they've known each other from school. They've met each other through like some sort of like youth club that was happening yeah. like way back when. So people almost having to insert themselves in relations and um just like exist in relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's hard. Yeah. I know, it's like, do we make that difficult or do we try and find a way that makes that like more casual? Yeah. That makes it more free flowing, that almost like fosters this like sense that you had in school where you like when you started year seven yeah <laughs> new, everyone's some, new some, some people had the you know i guess the joy of being able to go to year seven or to their secondary school with mm-hmm. people that were friends. yeah yeah but there are loads of people that don't yeah, yeah. my daughter did she was the only one yeah. from her prayer yeah, yeah. Those, yeah. Th- those formative years those mm-hmm. five years that you're in school the relationships that you build at that time mm-hmm. it's five years in the making mm-hmm. yeah. we're also like we don't even know who we are. Yeah, you so know, true. and you kind of grow with people, and you grow up loving it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's just like, how do we create spaces that is, you know, void of elitism? Essentially, like, feels more inclusive, more open, mm-hmm. and allows people to feel like they can also be their authentic selves. Mm-hmm. You know, 
that's kind of yeah that's <laughs> I, like, I like that i like that <laughs> you know, i do think that you know in the queer community sometimes especially the black queer community because i don't know about the whites people i can't speak on that mm. but i do think that there is an elitism i do think that there is um a clickiness yeah. as well yeah. and no i'm always trying to think of ways to like tell people that no like it's not this but when they come they that's what they experience yeah. and I, that's their experience so i can't really say to them oh that's not what it is because that's mm. what they've experienced yeah. and even if i've experienced something different but sometimes i'm very wary of uh, if i am also included in creating that kind of mm. toxicity yeah. and the clickiness and you know but i think it's more so in like the night time kind of events yeah. where it's just yeah, yeah you can you can feel that a bit more but something like you know a space like prim is just more inviting it's more casual it's more a bit more laid back so as you said like it's less intimidating yeah. like people are there because of the love of books and storytelling it's already a shared thing, yeah it's, it's already a sh- yeah it's already a shared when thing when you were first going to queer spaces did you find that intimidation or anything um i think for me you know like having i think the very first time i went to like a, a queer club i think it might have actually been heaven or dawson superstore and i went with friends you know for mm. a friend's birthday mm. and um familiarity is a big thing for, for I think a lot of people and in myself too, where it's like when you know people, you just kind of want to stay around them. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, strangers are scary. <laughs> yeah, regardless of whether they're you know they're black or queer. Yeah, too, you know? yeah. It's like, yeah. I don't know you. I mm-hmm. actually don't know you. And I think we all as as individuals have this sense of like wanting to feel safe and secure and yep. feel safe and secure with the people that you know. Mm. So it's not an intentional like being you know creating a sort of exclusive thing but it happens because yeah. you just want to gravitate towards your people so yeah the people that you know yeah mm-hmm. but i think for me going to queer spaces honestly i just had a great experience but i think i'm also a very social and outgoing person mm-hmm. i'm like one of my friends called me a, sh- a self jedi <laughs> which is like really like nuts and weird but i'm also just like because I do believe in myself so much. Like mm-hmm. I believe in like, I'm very strong in like who I am. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have like this like unshakable spirit. Yeah. yeah. So even if I go into a place and like, I'm not feeling that welcome, mm-hmm. I'll just go home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't yeah. have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. will just leave and I don't, yeah. think, I don't internalize it. I don't mm-hmm. think nothing of it. Mm-hmm. Babe, by the time. It's time for me to go, gal. Babe, by yeah. the time I've even left the, the, the place that I'm at, I've forgotten about yeah. why I left, yeah. bro. Yeah. I'm just thinking about how I'm getting yeah. home. Yeah. You know, sure. so I feel like, but not everyone is like that. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone is quite different. So I feel like for me personally, I just know that even when I've been in the spaces where I've not necessarily felt very welcome, I'm just like, it's not for me. Yeah. Like you lot anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so shit. Like, I'm yeah. fine. My my homies. Yeah. yeah. Did you find that as well? The the intimidation. Do you know what I did, you know, because I found it because I think we are, I don't really feel like we fit in a box in terms of like identity wise. And, you know, people are just like, yeah, what are you? Are you a a star? Are you a family? And we don't, yeah, we don't, I don't believe in that either. Like I believe in fluidity. Like I just, I am who I am. I might want to be something one day. I might want to be something else another day. And that's totally fine. But I feel like back then, because I was like 2011, 
times like people really fixed on these categories mm-hmm. and it's it was yeah, fucking voxel people bro and <sighs> i'm glad that's died o- well i found that intimidating wait hold on a second i'm not glad that's died off because it's less spaces now yeah. however i'm glad that that kind of like you know but you know what it is it's about having like these boundaries and like this this binary way of mm. thinking and believing that you gotta be this this or this mm-hmm. like who came up with that right like, why do you know what? i think that's still like, there you know is, i no, do it think is. it exists it but is, we just but don't exist in those spaces yeah. we've chosen not to yeah but the thing is for me it's like if that's what you want for yourself cool but why do put it on people other people feel the need to impose it on yeah mm-hmm. yeah why do you feel the need to be like i need to understand who you are so i need to know if you're a femme stud or mm. whatever the else is, I I, what the other one is. i'm, I'm getting trauma like, <laughs> remember the trauma because it's just like i didn't you realize that it's all controlling mm-hmm. one it's all like you know just this part of like so much that we are taught that we need to fit neatly into this this so that not, no one can be several different things yeah i've been saying i'm a librarian and a dj mm. these things feel super oxymoronic yeah, mm. yeah? well you gotta remember music mm-hmm. yeah it's all lyrics mm-hmm. yeah a lot of people writing things words out. yeah it's research <laughs> that goes into it's it. true words yeah it's a story okay yeah, a story yeah books the same thing yeah, yeah. all that's different is the final output mm-hmm. process mm-hmm. it's the same the journey yeah, yeah. someone is writing the something meaning, yeah. the, yeah. the format is different but everything it's else, all yeah. it's, it's all the mm-hmm. same so actually those things don't work against each other mm-hmm. it was quite normal that if i love books and and reading i would probably love music too. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 i'd probably yeah. enjoy the storytelling that exists in music yeah. in particular some releases the album and it goes on this, yeah. you know, things are interlinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Whoa. The interludes. Yeah. Interludes. You yeah, yeah. It is storytelling, yeah, it mm-hmm. is, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I'm glad that, as you know, as we evolve as well as people, we continue to push against the things that restrict us mm-hmm. and limit us as people. Mm-hmm. And also, as we continue to grow we find out so many things about ourselves. Right. Uh, mm. The things that we love, the things that we enjoy. And some of those things don't necessarily fit neatly together. No, mm. they don't. We like it anyway. Mm. Yeah, so what are the two things about yourself that are so, this complete opposites, but you just, you love that? Oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Complete opposites. Complete opposites. Um, do you know what? I think yeah. like, I've always kind of wanted to be this, uh, this person that's never what what I seem. Mm. So it's like I feel like people who'd meet me in my present day, like right now, and mm. you know, know about what I'm doing, they won't know about what I did before. Mm. Yeah. So like, my very first job was working at West Ham Stadium in hospitality. Mm. Mm-hmm. Then <laughs> did a whole bunch of retail gigs. One I quit on the day. I said, guys, <laughs> are you not be like that? Had enough. Be like go that. and be poor at home. Mm. <laughs> and um. But I've also worked in Parliament as a parliamentary assistant oh, mm. yeah. for two and a half years. Mm. I've worked as a headhunter. Mm. Oh, you've done lights. it all. Yeah. <laughs> Finding CEOs and managing directors yeah. for jobs. I've worked as a manager of a massive building, um, looking after over like 400 to 1,000 people, mm. you know? And it's like, I've worked like professionally, like in a like you know as corporate like, corporate of. person mm. yeah you know having relaxed hair and wearing mm. yeah nonsense. yeah i can't even imagine you like, skirt i'm not gonna lie and it's like now when you look at me you're just like 
yeah. Like sometimes when I say to people, you know, I used to work in Parliament, just like, what? Mm. <laughs> I was like, wait, I wanted to be an MP. Mm. I wanted to be an MP. Yeah. yeah. It's still, it's, it can still happen. It's just like, I feel like that is quite a strange thing to really see, like, what that, that journey is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, maybe the other thing is that, like, I'm probably, like, I'm more... Like, I'm far more guarded sometimes than people think. You know, you give, like, this very, like, social side of you. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is, like, the output. Mm-hmm. But actually, like, I have so many things that I don't share and I don't want to share. Mm-hmm. Like, and um, it's because some things is not everyone's business. It's true. Yeah. That's, that's for me and mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and it's for people who are my close friends mm-hmm. and as they get to know me they discover things about me mm-hmm. and I discover things about myself and I think that that is a beautiful journey to be on you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. yeah but you know not. that's true well something that's opposite yeah no, no I, <laughs> I mean like I feel like with me like I'm a kind of like what you see is what you get kind of mm-hmm. person I don't think yeah. like I have, you know, like too many distinguishing things about me. I just think I'm just, yeah, I'm just me, like what you see. But I do think that people, they might see me and just think, and I think me and you as well, they might see us and find us a bit intimidating or like, because I've got like a straight face, like normally, like, you know, <laughs> rest in bitch face or whatever, <laughs> rest in sad face. Um, Like people just, yeah, more rest in sad face. Um, People maybe think, you know, think I'm one way, I might be like, feel like I'm unapproachable, mm. but you know, I think that is I'm the total like opposite mm. when you actually talk to me. Like and so I think people are quite surprised when they start speaking to me. Yeah. Just oh like, she talks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> say that. yeah. <laughs> so I think I think that is probably yeah, what about yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I always ask a question, what I have the answer. Exactly. But um I think for me the two things I think that I do have self awareness. And I think that a lot of people try to tell me about maybe some of my shortcomings. And, um, but I know, I do know myself more than most people because I don't necessarily give myself to a lot of people, Mm. like a lot of who I am to a lot of people. So people might want to tell me about certain shortcomings, but you know, some of those shortcomings are a way to protect myself. So I'm not trying to give all of myself to somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's that about my self-awareness. And so I really like that about myself, but also... I will say I don't like this about myself is it can come across as I'm being defensive. Mm. Um, so I'm aware that maybe some of the ways I communicate things could be in a defensive way and it might be a way to like kind of disregard what someone's telling me. Mm. But I'm actually very open mm. to criticisms, but it comes across as defensive because just because I'm very self-aware. Mm. So there are two things that kind of go hand in hand, but I can see how to other people might come across as a negative. Mm. Um so yeah but even in saying all of that it sounds like a defense (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like a defense but really it's just i just don't give myself to everyone you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying so you don't necessarily understand why we're Mm -hmm. from a has gotten to to b yeah 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 yeah. but you saying that you were you're like you're a private person because i you when you said that i was like actually yeah i don't know i don't know your life i don't know (laughs) you know i see you out like you Mm. know it's all love all the time like but like i don't really i don't know your life but yeah people are gonna watch this and they're gonna be wondering if you're single <laughs> so well, you don't have to answer this no 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 get, get into the business <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, i mean yeah i mean they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna you know I listen to all these ask. wonderful yeah, things they'll ask <laughs> yeah yeah they're gonna listen to uh, all these wonderful things you said but they're also gonna be one mm, i like so i like this person like, yeah no i'm i'm absolutely not single 
I um very recently found the babes. Okay. Equal dry babe. She's really great. Not equal dry babe. Equal dry babe. She she's as dry as me. Yeah. Okay. Even slightly drier. Sorry guys. But no, I feel like yeah, no, I've definitely found someone that I'm like, this is my personal my person. Yeah. I'm very I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. So yeah. That's beautiful. I like that. Oh, guys. Okay, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got you guys. I got you. I got you. But, you know. Sometimes. Or not. <laughs> yeah, or not. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, DJing. Let's get into DJing now. So, what kind of genres do you do? I mean, we know. But, you know, people that don't know yeah, what kind of genre do you do? And, you know, what kind, where, what this, kind of... This is such a hard question to answer because, honestly, I'm just like... I literally go with what with where my mood takes me. Yeah, I've, I've heard you play everything. <laughs> yeah. I just play everything. I think definitely I'm more, a lot of it is like, you know, house mm-hmm. and Afro house mm-hmm. and like, you know, I guess like beats, techno, but also love playing a lot of pop mm-hmm. um, and just like iconic tunes. Yeah. yeah. Things that for me were just like huge in the 90s. Yeah. And, and if you're not born in that time. Sorry. It's not However, when you hear it, it's gonna touch yeah so we yeah, need it Do you know what i don't yeah. know i don't know if it's an old age when i'm going out i'm hearing things like, I'm, I'm, i don't, I don't know. know we always ask each other do you know this song <laughs> you know <laughs> song? No. and like when i go to like for example i forgot somewhere that donnie is playing oh and yeah i know i'm gonna yeah, hear nice tunes i know i'm gonna mm-hmm, hear the yeah. tunes that i like and just tunes that kept me moving That's, like you yeah. know kept my soul moving yeah, you know yeah, i love true. it I love it. I love it. I like, I like going out of the older quiz these days. I do appreciate <laughs> it. I love it. But what can we, like, what can people actually, what do, what does Prim actually need in order to, like, keep going? Like, what do people need to do or, like, organisations or? Honestly, I feel like it's just, like, we're trying, you know, I guess I'm just trying to build it so it is sustainable and manageable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll just keep doing it. And I feel like all it is is just, like, just engage with mm-hmm. it, you know, like, come to the events if that if that feels right um share it if that feels right mm-hmm. but honestly it's like i feel like sometimes we put this uh you always want things to like become really really big yeah you know you want to grow and grow and grow and like it doesn't make sense unless it's reaching like hundreds of thousands of people mm-hmm. and so it's, like, it's not about that right. for me it's about the impact on any single individual mm-hmm. so at the end of the day if you like it engage in it do you know i've been like hearing that. that a lot I from like, like queer people who have platforms literally this week mm. and i don't know if it's because you know black history month there is always a celebration of black people in different ways and i think a lot of black queer people have platforms felt missed out this month mm. and they've always felt like mm, maybe it's because i don't have the numbers or data and yeah. like that for these companies to really invest in us however but i like what i'm doing mm. i like the impact that i'm you know yeah. giving to my community or my listeners or whatever it is, whatever platform it is. Yeah. And I've just heard it's so it's mad because I feel like black queer people especially, we have to just do it for the love. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Definitely. It's always for the love. It's not because of we want to get one million subscribers on mm-hmm. YouTube and all this business because we are we are niche. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We are niche. So yeah. we have to focus on what the meaning is behind what we're doing yeah. and keep don't get don't get I know you know our straight counterparts you know they're getting different <laughs> yeah they're getting you know their bags saying. and stuff but like yeah. it's, we're different you yeah know what I'm we, we are. are different so mm-hmm. I think that sometimes you can get a bit um your focus could be can go on that side a little bit mm-hmm. but you focus on why you did it in the first place yeah, yeah I think it, I think it's really important but it's also just like you know we all just have different wants mm-hmm. you know some people like their want is to really lift their family 
out of a financial situation that means that like what is existing in their present or what they grew up with, you know, the remaining people within their family don't have to go through that. And that yeah. can be a beautiful thing. So it's like, when you know what your true want is, like whatever your want is, mm -hmm. if you do just want to have like a couple of people like following me, if you actually want to have it so that it's like a mm -hmm. million dollar business, yeah. cool. But there has to be a level of um, authenticity. Yeah. Focus on like remembering that without people, half of what we do, in fact, all of what we do doesn't mm -hmm. exist. There's mm -hmm. not a single celebrity, mm -hmm. no matter who's a billionaire or not, if people didn't use the things that they provide mm -hmm. by force or by choice, mm -hmm. they would not be where they are. No. Yeah. Like yeah. people is literally the power, mm -hmm. yeah. right? So that's it. Yeah. Like if you focus on the people, mm -hmm. if that's what you want to do, if you're really out here to just get money, cool. Don't <laughs> pretend. Yeah. 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 Honest about it. So I'm here to, it. I'm here to say it. Cash. Yeah. <laughs> With this cash, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. Yeah. If I am like, Whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> Or you're going to be like, I'm going to give this money to mm -hmm. people. I'm going to support. I'm going to create impact through funds, grants, mm -hmm. cash giveaways, whatever. But it's just like, just be really, I think you just have to be honest about what you mm. truly want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you can start to really strategize around that yeah. and build in the way that you want it. Mm. Like, you know, but mm -hmm. I think for me anyway, it's all about longevity and sustainability. Like I feel like I've just seen so many, um, businesses collectives groups that just existed and don't exist anymore yeah mm -hmm. and i don't want that i want to have something that can be here for the next 30 40 yeah. years long after i'm even like over it I'm yeah pass it on and like let it do its yeah, thing because yeah. i think it's just so important you know just to have something that just can exist beyond you know, like McDonald's has been yeah. around for beyond yourself. Yeah. As, as well as hundreds of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but how like can we really say that about, you know, um things that are honestly created by by someone of black ancestry? It's a lot harder. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm tired of that. Yeah. I want things to stand the test of time. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. So yeah. We can do it. We wanna build a we legacy can do it. here. We can do it. That. It's possible. Oh. The knock of on the powers that be have told us to Yeah, we need to get the hell out. Yeah, so thank you so much for coming through. Thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for having yeah. me, man. Yeah. So really let cool. them know where to find your social medias and um, yeah, at prim.black on Instagram. Uh, visit the website www.prim.black. Black is the domain. You can get a dot black. Love it's it. Fab. I did not know that. That's good to know. Alternative to dot London and dot com. As I said, mm -hmm. okay, I love this it. Are not giving. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, and if you want to follow me personally, at Dry Babe. And yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. Perfect, perfect. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Rate and view us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And make sure you use the hashtag Twitter's Podcast Conversation on Twitter. And until next week, peace. Adios.